I told you, Master yeah. P got the hookup. You support Twice black business. He got the hookup Did again. You, two. He has Did you the hookup again. Laser beam? Which one? I got the hookup. Part two. two. I didn't know there was. What's a part that? Two. Does it? Does yeah. it have a, another name? More no, hookups. No, right after more after a colon, I got the hookup <laughs> part two. Hooked up that. again. Yeah. No, they don't have that. It's just I got the hookup too. Hookshot starring DC Young Fly. Oh, he stars in it. I think so. I don't even know if he stars. He in it though. Oh, okay. I don't know who stars. I still haven't seen it, but I'm gonna watch it. Cause that's my style, and I got the hookup was a big part of my childhood growing up. So. Word, word, word. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Movie was in there. I watched a lot of black comedies, low budget black comedies. I watched Baps. I like Baps. Baps. Hold up. Somebody <laughs> said they never too. seen Baps. Me. You Not me. Yeah, yeah, son. That's that's a shame. Oscar winner Holly Berry. Um, <laughs> I watched it in college. Oh, so. I watched it elementary school middle school that's about right like I'm that. like 13 years old yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's about right yeah. it was it was a bad movie but it's Maps. oh it's god awful but it's, it's so bad it's good it's for the culture yeah it's for the culture you got it was the Migos of the time yeah, yeah. you gotta watch that it was like fair. people started like modeling their life like it was a parody but then people started doing that stuff <laughs> like, like, like like baby boy <laughs> yeah I know somebody yeah it's true yeah but yeah, so Begin Podcast is in the building once again. We back like Comic-Con does every year. Uh, it's your boy Catalyst. Um, I'm in the building uh, with the rest of the crew. We got everybody but Cool Winder. Shout out to him. Um, we miss today you, we're gonna Winder. we're gonna talk about uh, I guess what everybody's been waiting for our Comic Con wrap up of the year, uh, and this one is a little interesting because there's not much of a format. We're not gonna be wrapping up a movie or anything like that, uh, but we do got some some real cool stuff to talk about today. So I'm gonna kick it over to my man's to give our introductions. Yo, this is your boy Laser Beam talking about Comic Con 2018. That's not true. 2019. 2019. Oh, <laughs> False facts. False facts. I wanted to talk about 2018, but that was too late. So 2019. <laughs> it's come and gone, player. There's no, there's no Supreme. This week. Yeah, Supreme. Okay, the 2019 the, Supreme. Okay. 2019 <laughs> Supreme. <laughs> it's the last time I can rhyme my name with the, you know. With the year, with the year. That's oh. true. That's true. All right. Next time, That's true. That's true. Laser beam. Twenty nineteen supreme. And after him, we got it's your boy Double Black coming at you with the Comic Con nerdy stuff for your ears. We got all kind of SDCC twenty nineteen coverage for you. We're doing a little bit of a curated uh, artisanal coverage. You know, we let everyone else get charcuterie. Their... Exactly. We What's let everyone that? else get their coverage out and then we come with with the fine points. Okay, okay. And then lastly, but most not leastly. What up everybody? It's the one and only force here. Force. Hashtag hip hop pop. I'm ready. 
Uh, we are bringing you our San Diego Comic-Con on color people time. Because you know we got to do it the way we do it. The way we do it. So, Force, tell them about why Comic-Con is so important to us every year, man. Why, why do we do this every year? Why do we make this pilgrimage? I don't, I don't even think that needs much discussion because if you guys are listening, you know how big of an influence pretty much everything at Comic-Con has been to affecting all of the lives of everyone on the podcast. Mm. You know, Comic-Con started, this is the 50th anniversary of Comic-Con, by the way. What? And uh, 50 years. Homie. Shout out to Comic-Con. Right? Five, that's a five San and a Diego. zero. Five zero. Take that, moon landing. And it started <laughs> just as a, as a small <laughs> comic convention. Uh, and it's grown into something wow. that has pretty much what I see, no boundaries. You know, everything is represented there. You can go, if you are a fan of anime, there's something for you. If you're a fan of, uh, you know, collectible card games, there's something for you. If you love pop dolls, there's going to be something for you. If you love uh, the, the, you know, the art behind comics, there's something, you know, there's Artist Alley. If you are into becoming a part of the industry, there are workshops. You know, there's just so much there, and I think that everyone, hopefully, in their lifetime could experience the comic-con if it continues on and i'm glad that i get the chance to hang out with these gentlemen right here so for me that's one of the most important parts of comic-con is is making family bringing family spreading the gospel that is nerdiness preach you know okay okay so uh yeah we go out every year and it's amazing and we do a lot of cool stuff at comic-con and we have a saying amongst the group uh there are no bad decisions at comic-con um because the thing that i love and hate about comic-con is that there's always competing things happening like um there are you know you can go to this panel for your favorite show or you can go do this experience for the next big movie that you like that's coming out and every year um, the movie companies, the TV companies, they come with bigger and better experiences. Um, and so I call it Nerdvana. And so if you're a nerd, uh, just to piggyback off what Force was saying, if you're a nerd of any type, you, you definitely want to go check it out um, at least once in your lifetime because it's grown beyond the convention center and it's really big. It's the San Diego one we're talking about. It happens every July. And it's they take over parking lots and stores and, and, and uh, even abandoned buildings at this point, and they, they do cool things and uh, have pop stores all over the place. And so Yeah, yeah the whole city embraces uh, yeah. the convention. So um, uh, I guess I'll kick it off. Uh, my Comic-Con uh, adventure the past few years has all been, a, been about going to Hall H, which, um, if you don't know, that's where the big panels uh, for things like Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, and uh, like the Marvel movies uh, have been. And so I've been going uh, three out of the last four years um, to check these things out. And uh, the first year I went, I saw this amazing presentation for Suicide Squad, uh, Blade Runner, and um, uh, um, what's this other? And all the Marvel movies that were coming out. And then the next year, it really ramped up because Marvel brought Infinity War and 
um, uh, what you call it, and Black Panther footage, and that was amazing. Scene. The year before, you saw that Doctor Strange joint too, yes, which was yeah. the mist. The Doctor Strange joint, yeah, in 2016, the Guardians and Doctor Strange, like he, uh, they did this thing where they turned the lights out and they had all these different people dressed like Doctor Strange, like throwing like smoke bombs throughout the and kind of disappearing. And they did this weird thing where it was like kind of like club lights and you couldn't tell. And then like Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> appeared on stage, and so it was pretty, it was pretty cool. And like they, they do a lot of fun stuff like that and it's really fun to be there in the moment of doing it you know experiencing with like 10,000 other people but in order to get into Hall H you got to like camp out and so I've made some friends over the years shout out to Juan and Chelsea and June my Hall H crew that I've known for four years now and I I see them at con every year and they support the podcast so I appreciate you guys love my west coast fam out there good people and um yeah we just we camp out we take turns and uh you know it takes you got to stand in line for at least 12 hours you get a wristband and then you That's you get crazy. to go in and you can you know the cool stuff usually marvel and dc stuff is usually toward the end of the day and so you're waiting through all these other panels so you get to see some other cool stuff so like this year i saw the star trek presentation as well which was um highlighted by the new picard show which is going to be really really good i think if you're a fan of star trek next generation this show is basically uh uh, a sequel to that it it kind of picks up like 20 years after that show ends and um they're bringing brent spiner back to play some form of data it's not clear but he was there on the panel um, the Borg are obviously involved because it's Picard and 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 these and uh, Next Generation stuff. So Jerry Ryan from Voyager is in the show, at least in a cameo or a small role somehow. Um, and then one of the smaller characters from one of the episodes, this guy Hugh, who was a Borg who got his own identity back from uh, hanging out with the Next Generation crew. He, the guy who actually plays that character is reprising the role and coming back in some way. So you got to see this really cool presentation of that and a bunch of other things the next season of discovery this animated show they have called lower decks uh voiced by jerry o'connell and a bunch of people that was a really cool presentation so seeing just all those things um if you check out our instagram feed i did a bunch of stories instagram stories on um a lot of this material uh and the animated show was really interesting because one of the guys who helps do the animation for rick and morty is doing this one so it's pretty cool that's cool um so yeah and then, I mean, the big stuff is the Marvel stuff that I saw there uh, in Hall H. They also had a Westworld presentation, but I don't know much about that show. It was cool to see, but I wasn't into it. But if you're a fan of Westworld, some cool stuff is coming in season three. They are doing a bunch of crazy stuff with Nazis. Um, and, and punching, them, <laughs> punching them in the face, yeah, I hope. Yeah. Well, they, you know, they, have, they have the Westworld and the Samurai World, and they have a Nazi world where you can go and, like, pretend to be someone like fighting Nazi, against I the don't want to go to the Nazi world. I'm trying I'm staying away from that world. Yeah. So yeah, you get to re- fight Nazis. You get to fight. I think you can be a Nazi too if you yeah, choose. I don't like, you can be white hat like, or black hat. I don't know. I'm good. So, you know, the show takes place like 3 or 200 years in the future or something like that. So, um and then they're moving into <laughs> the future world. They have the guy Jesse from Breaking Bad is now introduced as one of the robots has escaped into the real world and is pretending to be a human and befriends him and that's so there's like two parallel stories kind of happening um so it's kind of interesting and, and pretty cool uh but you know onto the Marvel stuff uh Marvel did an amazing presentation uh hosted by Jessica Chobot shout out Chobot from Nerdist she actually likes our podcast um and then uh she was joined on stage by uh Marvel producer extraordinaire Kevin Feige and they showed um, the first thing they showed was the Eternals they showed a bunch of 
uh, of the people who are going to play them. They they went through the whole cast. Uh, you know, it's going to be this really interesting international cast. If you don't know, um, Richard Malden, who's uh, Rob from the King of the North and the first King of the North in Rob Stark in Game of Thrones, he's going to be in it. Uh, Salma Hayek's going to be in it. Uh, Brian Tyree Hill from Atlanta is going to be in it. Camille uh, Nanjari is going to be in it. So they're playing all these interesting characters. Force broke them down to me afterwards of who they are and what their powers are. Um, and they recently released footage of their uniforms or like what their uniform is going to look like. And uh, they just announced Jimmy Chan is going to be in it and uh, what's the name's going to be in it? Kit Norrington's going to be in it. Kit playing Harrington. It. Yeah, Kit Harrington. Sorry, he's playing the Black <laughs> he Knight. A, he was so. Whoa, that was quick on it. Laser beam. Yeah, Kit. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's uh, John Snow. He's playing this character called the Black Knight because apparently he always has to play medieval dudes. Um, and so Dane Whitman. Dane uh, Whitman. Right. Dane Whitman. By the way, uh, fun fact is from Boston, Cambridge, I believe. Oh, the character? The th- yeah. Oh, okay. Just found cool. that out. I've been going what? through the Marvel handbook. Okay. I'm literally reading it yeah. from, from, from the 82 one. Oh, man, that's cover dope. To cover. Oh, I used to read them before. Mm. You should have a Boston accent. Yeah. Yo, so Dan, and, Maybe you know, will. Yeah, there's a thing. He doesn't inherit the uh, ebony blade from his criminal grandfather. He gets the lance in the uh, thing. But, but we'll talk more about blade. the Eternals later. We'll get into that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, I'll, I'll yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was dope to see that. They're shooting that now, and then, uh, I mean, it was all the Phase 4 stuff, and then the next one was the Disney Plus shows they're doing, which is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon is now taking over the man on Cap, uh, and he's teaming up with Bucky, and they're fighting uh, Zemo, like Zemo did a surprise appearance in the hall. He took over a bunch of screens and made it all black, and people were like, what's going on? And he kind of like did a fade in and it was pretty he put cool the mask on, right? and he put the mask on which is cool so Baron Zemo's gonna be wearing the mask yeah, for Charlie. Um, and so you know look out for Falcon and Winter Soldier on Disney Plus uh, the next one they did was Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings which the interesting thing about that presentation from a Marvel nerd standpoint was Kevin Feige pointed out that there have been at least ten times in phase one through three where they had alluded to the ten rings and like you can see it in some things are pretty obvious because they are the main villains that um iron man fights in iron man one and they're kind of like the faux fake villain with the mandarin in iron man three but there's all these other instances where they're in like they're in the background of iron man two on like some weapons crates and stuff um and then a couple shots of the avengers and an avengers age of ultron so that was pretty dope. They announced the cast. It's going to be this great cast. Um, the guy playing the main character, Shang-Chi, is, going, is a complete unknown. So he's this guy who's a stunt dude, and now he's you know jumping into uh, leading man, and he looked pretty cool. He's very excited to be there. Um, so that was dope. Uh, the next one was WandaVision, which was going to be this show set in the 1950s with uh, Wanda, Scarlet Witch, and the Vision. And somehow it's going to be in the 50s, but you know uh, Agent Sharon Carter is going to be in there and the little girl uh monica rambeau who was a little girl in captain marvel is going to be growing up in like an agent of shield and she's going to be in it so um we're guessing that it's going to be like wanda is controlling the universe and like making this pocket universe of the 50s where she thinks everything will be safe and normal for her and visions so. i still don't understand her power set as i've said many <laughs> times it's like a- Whatever they need it to be. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, <coughs> good news for you she's because... Weird. <laughs> she's weird. Yeah, she's weird. Uh, like, I like... 
Yeah, I'm not even gonna say. Because I like my Scarlet Witch to be the daughter of Magneto. Like I, I agree. To. Maybe maybe we'll get to we'll get we're getting we'll get there. there. So uh, the next thing they brought out was going to be uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which is the ah, second movie in uh, Phase Four, um, and that looks really interesting because it's about how. The multiverse is actually out there. The snap caused the rip in the multiverse. And so the the way uh, Scott Derrickson, the guy who's the director, he directed the first Doctor Strange. He came from horror. He's like, this will be legit the first MCU horror movie. We're going to, you know, and possibly the first R-rated uh, MCU movie. Feige um, said but, no way. Uh, yeah, Feige was like, ah, we'll see. And so, um, but there was, they were talking about how it's going to be like Lovecraftian infused monsters that he has to fight. And also that uh, the Scarlet Witch is going to be in this movie as well as her show WandaVision. Hmm. And uh, Elizabeth Olsen came out and said they're really going to be putting a witch in Scarlet Witch. And I think that ties into the fact that they're going to make sh- her power set based on magic, much like Strange's powers. So that's, um, that's like the that's what they said about that but that was the one that got the most applause and people were really excited about was Doctor Strange yeah like I've been saying for a while the multiverse yeah that's how that's what's gonna that's what's gonna bring all our favorite characters together yeah and and, and also it made like yeah you thought they were gonna do it in 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 game but they're just gonna do it in this movie yeah Yeah. but it made people breathe a sigh of relief because a lot of people thought it was coming through with Mysterio, right, in Far From Home, yeah. but that was like a whole lie that he made up, yeah. and so people were like, oh no, is the multiverse real or not, and they confirmed that it's real, it's happening, so that's cool. The next one was the Loki show, which Tom Hiddleston came out, and it's, they confirmed it's going to be about that version of Loki that got away with the Tesseract, so it's going to be about him traveling through the world, through time, causing ha- havoc, and he's a less um, apologetic and more of an asshole Loki, so he's going to be closer to Loki from Avengers, who just lost to the um, to the Avengers, and so he's you know less developed you know in terms of his morality. Uh, then the next show that uh, that I was really excited about this one was What If. It's an animated show they're doing on yes. Disney Plus, where What If, if you don't know, is a Marvel Comics line where they kind of take like one little thing in a particular comic and then they change they change it and they kind of explore that at least for one book it's like what if magneto founded the x-men or uh, or what in this case the the one that they're following first the first episode is going to be like what if uh peggy carter got the super serum and became uh the the captain i don't think she's called captain america or captain britain because that's a different character but what if she became like the super soldier who was fighting for you know the allies, um, uh, the allies and so um, that looks really interesting, and they have all the original voice talent. And they confirmed recently that the first season is going to be 23 episodes, and each one's going to be about a different MCU movie because there's 23 MCU movies from the first three like, phases. What if this happened? And what so, yeah, and they recently confirmed the one they're going to do a mashup with T'Challa and Star Lord. They're going to have yeah. them switch places somehow. That don't make like, no sense, but I want to see. T'Challa's going to be running with the Guardians, and what's his name is going to be in Wakanda. So I don't know. Could be crazy, could be crazy. Um, so yeah, I that's what sense. if, that and that's going to be any sense at all. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> I know. So that's what they said. I don't know. Um, so we'll see what they do. Uh, Marvel's got a lot of cred with me, uh, and that was really interesting because Jeffrey Wright does the voice. Uh, it's going to be told from the point of view of the Watcher, Watu, Watu, and Watu. Jeffrey Wright is going to do the voice of the Watcher, and so he narrated the from whole West trailer, World. and I was. Pretty dope. Yeah, if you watch Westworld, he's also in uh, Boardwalk Empire. 
Um, he's, you know, he's one of these actors. Once you see him, you're like, oh, that guy. He's in a ton of stuff. Uh, the next one oh, was that guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That oh, dude. that guy. Yeah. Indubitably. It's, it's yeah. that guy again. Yeah, exactly. If you're an Amherst College alum, shout out. He was, went to Amherst College class of, I think, 90 or 91. Yo, I did not know that, and <laughs> yeah. I went to Amherst College. Yes, yes he did. Yeah. Wow. Lots yeah. of I got to meet him once. He came back what? to give a talk, and Shoot, I, laser, I, I, laser gave, beams over here like I like gave him a mic and everything. I, you I, did I, not tell him. Oh, yeah, man, we yeah. mad. We beefing over here. Yeah, I got to meet him once. That's awesome. Shout out. Shout out to Amherst. Shout out to that. Right, bringing black people. Yeah, Here's exactly. the thing about Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright. So when I'm dealing with white oh, people, man, son. <laughs> <laughs> let's go, let's go. When I'm dealing with white people and they're strangers and they see me, oh, <laughs> uh, if they're old, if they're like past sixty, they're like, "You're Al Roker." I'm like, oh, <laughs> if, if they're middle age <laughs> and they see me, they're like. You're Jeffrey Wright. I'm like, nope. No, I'm not. No, and then no. if they're young, if they're uh, Gen Z or uh, young millennial, they're like, you Mr. Mosby. From the Adventures of Zach and yes. Cody. So, uh, Mr. I, who? See, you're not in that <laughs> generation. No, you're not that generation. Somebody, I was just telling someone that the other day, someone was like, yo, you look like the actor Common. And I, everything about that hurt my heart. Because first of all, Common's not the best actor. actor. I, don't, like, I don't think you should be putting that in front of Common. <laughs> the actor. Which, which was I tough. mean, he's got an illustrious career at this yeah, point. I'm, I'm saying, saying, I'm saying, the actor L.L. Kuji. But remember, <laughs> one of my first Comic-Cons, they... I, I still have the book signed by this this uh, giant of the screen, but they were selling books from the actor Tyrese. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, that's legit. Guess, he was in Baby Boy. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, but he I he didn't say he was a singer, singer before that. I cool. said, you mean model? Cool. Model singer. One day, one day, one day I hope I can meet the actor DMX. Yeah. One day, because he was in Exit Wounds. That was a great film. He might, he might, <laughs> he might commandeer you your vehicle one day. He might just pull you over on the side of the road and try and commandeer your vehicle. <laughs> that's what I'm like Earl, hey, that the one with Steven Seagal? Yes, Exit Wounds. That's Exit Wounds. Wow. Had drag right. on in it too. That was true. Oh, right. What was the one? That, was the one that he was in with Jet Li? Right. Uh, that, that was, was Aaliyah. Re- uh, Romeo Must Die. Okay. Aaliyah oh. was in that. Okay. Okay, I remember that. All right. Sorry, we got <laughs> no, it's all good. back to Comic Con. It's back, back on. Uh, the next one up is Hawkeye. Jeremy Renner came out. They're going to do the story of Hawkeye and Kate Bishop, which is pretty dope. That's Arrows. coming soon. Uh, and then the last two was Thor: Love and Thunder, which everyone like lost their minds on because uh, uh, Taika Waititi is going to direct it again. Uh, Thor's back. Valkyrie's back. Uh, they both Chris Hemsworth. Um, was on stage with Tessa Thompson, and then they announced that they're going to do Lady Thor, and Natalie Portman's coming back, and they gave her the hammer, and she hooded, stood up the hammer. So I'm of a mix because she was very bad in the Thor movies, and so she I'm, wasn't into it. So she seemed to be kind of. I mean, I get it. She's been doing, you know, she did a bunch of Star Wars stuff. Now she did a bunch of Thor stuff. So like, she maybe was burnt out on like sci-fi fantasy things. But um, I was a little hesitant to be like, oh, this is the most amazing thing ever. I was just like, we'll wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about her as Lady Thor. Yeah, I'm down. I want a different Lady Thor. No, I'm 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 down with it. Yeah, I have yeah. a soft spot in my heart. So, yeah. no, um, just saying. And so the last one was Black Widow, which is the first one coming out, which is May 2020. So in less than like uh, ten months, like nine months, uh, Black Widow will be coming out. So she. And it looks like a prequel story. It's about before she met Tony, um, and it explains Budapest. We got to see footage of the Budapest fight, um, and uh, kind of how she meets Hawkeye and all that kind of stuff. Uh, 
and it looks like she's a bad guy who is at at some point fighting uh, a defecting agent, a, bl a fellow Black Widow. There are several Black Widow agents trained in this place called the Red Room, and there's one who's defecting, and they send Natasha after her, and she's hunting her down. And so, but David Harbour was there from Stranger Things, talking about the Red Guardian character. Uh, it was really interesting because they showed this great footage of Taskmaster, who's going to be like the main villain she's fighting. He's one of my favorite villains. I like Taskmaster. Yeah, and he they showed this fight they have on the bridge where he reverses her you know universal scissor, scissor lock uh, headlock move where she like uses her legs and like jumps on somebody's head and flips them over and like he f he can his move is or his power or ability is he can look at whatever you do and match it and copy. and, yeah, and copy guys, it yeah. and, and he so, has photographic reflexes a, yeah he has yeah. to see so, it once and then he can do it which yeah. is crazy i was telling cool i was telling power. double black about yeah. it because he didn't really know the character he's like yeah. oh it makes kind of sense and uh, Taskmaster in the books is the guy who trains most villains. You know, not only your lackeys, but like Crossbones was trained by him. He like uh, he runs okay. a school. That's my man Tony Masters. Okay, yeah. and he's a black dude, right? In the in the um, in the Ultimate Universe. Right? In the ult yes, in the Ultimate, in the Ultimate Universe. Because yes, yeah. one of the guys on stage was a black, and they were kind of hush hush about what his role was. was. Okay. And so he's the dude that's in Handmaid's Tale that plays the main character's husband. Oh, okay. So, um, I think his, his, I forget his name. I'm going to butcher it. Um, so I won't say it. But yeah, he's he was there, and I think he's going to maybe be Taskmaster or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, I, but the footage was dope. I started fucking with him when he was in Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taskmaster? Yeah. 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 It was, yeah. it reminded me of if you ever play Killer Instinct, like when they do the combo breaker. Yeah. Like someone's doing some cool move, and you do, you break the combo, and you like really fuck him up. And that's kind of, because he like breaks her, like, move and like throws her across the bridge and she starts like running limping away from him at that point so i got something to say on that so once if this is a prequel and he did that to her and then from now on she like keeps doing that move she's like <laughs> she's this is all like from the that point and then the future on she's like i'm gonna do this move forever and like <laughs> i'm gonna get vin, you know vin, uh, vindication for right. her, like taskmaster stopping me that one time like Maybe. she keeps doing it forever <laughs> she keeps doing it forever. Well, most from that point stop future. it exactly yeah, yeah most I, people yeah you know, nah, that's cool. I like. It. It's like when basketball players learn how to go left, and people can't defend left, so I'm gonna yeah. keep going left. <laughs> well, and that's and that's one of the reasons. Why, like, I can't wait to dive when we do our Black Widow discussion. Yeah. To really dive into Taskmaster's past and why he's such a dangerous villain. Right. You know, like yeah. in in the comics or even in the game. You know, he has Hawkeye's bow, and he's got Swordmaster's uh, the, uh sorry, the Swordman's sword and Cap's like, replica of Cap's shield. Because yeah. he can incorporate all of these. How long styles can he copy your forever? Style? Once oh, he once sees he sees it, it he's got so it. he's got the same. Like oh, that's cool. he's only limited by his physical prowess. So like yeah, Cap, right. if he just straight one on one copies Cap style, Cap's gonna win because he has he's not faster reflexes and strength. Yeah. But because he incorporates so many different styles, like Captain America can't shoot a bow the way the Hawkeye can, mm. uh, but Taskmaster can. Okay. You know, and all these things. So, I, yeah, we'll, we'll dive into it. He's okay. a great he does, character. He does a lot, a lot, of, lot of cool stuff in the game. In the too. game. So, essentially, and, they give yeah. him, like, yeah, he has Taskmaster's bow. He has a shield he can throw. He also has, like, an ability where he can grab on the walls, which I think he learns from, like, Daredevil or something like uh, that. I don't want to like, get too yeah, distracted. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But I, I do want to say something. I do want to ask you a question. Uh, there's a character called Echo who is a similar thing. Ex we well, won't get yes. into that a lot later, but I am very curious yeah, about Echo, that. Yeah, uh, Echo, that was Brian Michael Bendis made her, and she's she, kind of similar. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she's mute. She actually is Ronin for a bit as well. Okay. Act yeah, we'll talk about we'll her. We'll talk about her. Yeah, oh, okay. 
And then the last thing, the big mic drop they did was uh, they re- they announced that Marshall Ali is going to be Blade. Yes. And so, and that's, you know. Spoken word snap. Yeah. Mahershala. Yeah, and so that was that was <laughs> as Wesley Snipes no, says. Come back and say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I don't know if you don't know who he is. He's kind of like That's one crazy of the like black actors of the moment. He was in Green Book. He won an Academy Award for that. He was in Moonlight. He yeah. won an Academy Award for that. He's in that fried chicken show, good uh, in Green Book. Uh, True Detective. True Detectives. Yeah. yeah, he was just in the third season, which he killed it. Like watch that season; it's amazing. He so. ate the hell out of that fried chicken in Green Book. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was, and he was like, "I'm gonna be Blade," and that was dope. And uh, Kevin Feige did say that you know the you know this phase is very short, and they're gonna immediately start working on phase five and you he's like i guarantee you will see your favorite mutants and you will still see you know uh you know look out for the fantastic four in phase five so you know good things coming from marvel all around it was an amazing presentation cool. it was well worth the wait and so uh yeah all right anything else that you that was it the big um, that was like the main thing i mean i saw a couple other cool things uh i mean my main complaint was that uh the boys line was horrible <laughs> like they they you have to sign up online. They gave out four hundred uh, oh, passes, but they capped the line at two hundred people. So <laughs> it was like don't even make no sense. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like so mad, so I didn't get to see the premiere because I had a ticket to see the first two episodes of the boys at the Amazon Experience, which was one of the like little playground you know play lot areas that they have for all this stuff they were doing. But I went to get in line with my homie and I I couldn't get in and. But it was fortunate because I got a picture with Riley Reed, which was awesome. You know, yeah, I left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you was happy about that. Yeah, I left that For and sure. was like salty that I missed that. But on my way back, she was just hanging out on the corner. She's super cool. Shout out to you, Riley. What's, what did you say? What's the rule? Her, uh, <laughs> her name is Bacon Booty, and I, I remembered her name from Instagram. That's her Instagram name. No, I'm just saying. All right, what's, there's no bad calls. In oh, yeah, there's no, yeah, there are no bad calls in Comic-Con. Like, yeah, there's always some cool stuff right around the corner wherever you go. Comic Con, so I didn't get to do all the cool things. I didn't can go to the Black Panel like Forest. Um, we, we've done that before, and I couldn't go to the Black uh, Black Heroes Matter Flash Mob, which I like to go to this year. But you know, I'm sure other people will represent and talk about that. Yep. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah I, my mine is, is pretty quick. Uh, my experience. So this is my third Comic Con. I haven't gone as much as everybody else here, um, just because. Uh, life is, you know, takes you in different directions. But, you know, this year I really wanted to go, mainly because I wanted to go with my girlfriend, and I wanted her to experience it. And um, also on this trip, I proposed to her. Congratulations. Thanks. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, and, and she said yes. Beacon so, Supreme. You know, she could have said no. <laughs> Beat it, Blackie. Right. I was like, <laughs> damn, son. I was like, damn, I, I knew the belt I don't know if you can do stuff like this. <laughs> you said, find your own way home. <laughs> rough. You're like, she's got the plane tickets. I had the hotel. You know, so, um, that's, you know, or the whatever, uh, Airbnb. Um, it was it was a good time. So I let her take the reins primarily. I was like, whatever she wanted to do, uh, let her experience because I like Comic Con enough already. You know, I I've done You're things I would do. You know, so I let her take the reins, and so we did some activations, some lines, some waiting um, for Brooklyn Nine Nine. They had a thing outside uh, by the gas uh, gas lamp uh, district quarter. That's what it's called, and uh, that was fun. We got in there, did some Brooklyn Nine Nine stuff. If you guys like that show. Uh, we waited. Shout out at, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, uh, you have to do this like scavenger hunt thing in there. Um, we got to. We waited for some lines for 
some uh, some other uh, activations. We did, we went around all around. We did the boys thing? Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I joined yeah, you guys. Yeah, for that double black joined the boys us. experience. What was that Amazon? Yeah, exactly. Boys, yeah. Carnival Row, their new show, and the expanse, the new show they bought from Sci-Fi from Siffy, and uh, it was it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool in there. Um, that was fun, and we got to then we went and did some panels. Uh, checked out pretty much those panels as well. The boys. Uh, when, uh, you said the boys panel was pretty cool. Boys panel was really cool. And yeah. It was actually very interesting to watch that panel and then see the show play out because they were hinting and alluding at all this stuff that they were doing, and it was like super obvious. Like if you, if I, when I think back on it, it's like oh, it's obvious all this stuff they were trying to right. set up. But I didn't know. Again, I didn't know the the comic book, the graphic novel was based off of. And like uh, Starlight was on stage, uh, the actress, Erin um, Moriarty, and she's like. Uh, you know, I'm not their typical weak ingenue anymore. I'm a strong um, lady. And I was like, oh, okay. So you can see all the stuff they had set up and and that kind of thing. And uh, Homelander was great. He was great on stage. He's like my favorite. Um, Anthony Starr is his name. Yeah. He's from New Zealand. He's like my new favorite. Um, I hope he blows up like real big. Because um, he was like real fun and like chill on the stage. Oh, okay. Him and uh, Billy Butcher. What's that dude's name? The butcher coming? Oh, the butcher's coming. Um, Carl Urban. Carl Urban. They're yeah, like yeah. really oh, yeah. charming and, and, and fun. Yeah, like, everybody else. Everybody Carl else Urban is like just kind of like, man, I'm a celebrity. And, like, <coughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I have to be here for you plebs. You can definitely yeah. tell the celebrities that get into it. To it and the and ones are that are fun. Yeah, and, and they're having ones, fun with it. Yeah, and, you know, and the ones that are like, hmm, I'm above all this. How long? Much longer do I be here? Exactly. You know. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. The rest of them like, bah, beat it. Yeah. Um, so that was fun, and you know, watched Carnival Row panel, watched some panels with some guys, uh, actors and stuff. Um, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a it was a it was a thing called Heroes and Actors, and it was like six dudes. It was fun. Oh, right, um, right, right, yeah. uh, Samuel Tarley was on that panel from Game of Thrones, and the question got asked to the panel, like, "What's the bravest thing you did?" Uh, also, what's his name was on that panel? Uh, Littlefinger. Uh, he was there, oh, right. and and Littlefinger was like, "I saved my son's goldfish from our cat one time." He was like, "I don't know, I haven't done anything that brave." And then Samuel said, uh, "He was like, I don't know. After the reaction of Game of Thrones coming here was pretty brave." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, all right, fair enough." Fair enough. And uh, so we did that panel, and then the next day we did the Brooklyn Nine Nine panel, which was really fun. That's a pretty big fun panel. They were all dressed up in their crazy jumpsuits, and it was a big crowd is like i guess close to hall age maybe not hall age size but it was pretty big mm. um and it was fun it was some long lines the longest lines i've ever stayed in some four-hour lines in the right. sun i got my first like real bad sunburns in my life yeah. so, um that was interesting and uh <laughs> that was interesting <laughs> i was worried about you the top of your head was peeling it was, I was peeling like, yeah. i was like i ain't never peeled before <laughs> i was like because <laughs> you shaved your head you were balling i was like does he know what's going to happen if he's bald? Nah, nah, nah it's all good it's all so good. that was fun so it was a good time we did that we just got to see the city it's a beautiful city got to, you know show her the city i hadn't seen the city in like five years um great times everybody you can see how the difference uh socal especially san diego is from new england you know um just got to explore there you know as an adventurer is a good time and uh got to see you guys every, every once in a while and uh that was good stuff so it was a great experience for for me and mine 
through. Yeah, so um, for me, Comic Con is like I think my fifth year now. Um, uh, the first year I went, I didn't even have a badge, which was cool. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't go with any expectation on what to expect or see, and I still had a good time because, like we said earlier, the entire city of San Diego, uh, kind of the downtown area, uh, embraces this convention. They all know that it brings in revenue and, and tourism and things like that. Um, yeah. So there's a ton of stuff outside of the convention you can do without a badge. So I did that. Um, this year I kind of did uh, a similar thing. Uh, I went around to check out... Uh, uh, the parking lot near Petco Park, which had uh, some cooler things in it. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, was it uh, Chips or Shops Ahoy or whatever? Scoops Ahoy. Scoops Ahoy. There was Scoops like a little Ahoy. like uh, demonstration there with uh, people dressed like those dudes. You could take pictures of yeah, uh, with them and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and all that. of that, and then so generally, uh, there is the Ripley's Believe It or Not card. Yeah, yeah that's like that's right. Yeah, 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 I yeah. went to that. Too. Is that the yeah. one where they had the giant like unicorn. Florida unicorn? unicorn. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. They right, had right, the giant right, unicorn. Right, right. I didn't go up to it and see exactly what it was. Did uh, you do the Rick and Morty thing? No, no, I, oh, no Rick and Morty, yeah. no Adult yeah. Swim this year, unfortunately. I tried to get into a panel with Hideo Kojima, but the line was so long you weren't gonna make it to see him anyway. I was in that line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not for that, but it was Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, that was. The panel after after that yeah my brother yeah. was like they all yeah. seeing <laughs> i was like nah no they, they missed it <laughs> it's all right yeah but yeah so um normally uh i guess the the second or third year there i came across a art collective slash clothing company called bait uh and they pretty much do something special every year for con um this year they didn't go as hard as they typically do but i was able to go and check out the boutique um i spent a good amount of one of my days trying to uh, go on a scavenger hunt that they put out but i was like two or three people outside of the the cap off uh and it ended up being some stranger thing nikes that uh you could get and, and purchase from them but that was real cool it actually led me around to some areas i didn't typically go in the city or or, or around the san diego area and so it was cool to see those other areas and, and what goes on i guess outside of convention life um but uh force can tell you he went with me to the boutique it's gorgeous uh yep. there's a ton of stuff in it that's just it's, it's just a lot of art um so that was really my big highlight you got um, those gucci boys i did get sandals mm -hmm. that have astro boy and gucci print um but uh also um uh, i went to the black panel this year and, and got to meet up with michael davis which i'm sure force will elaborate on um and we you know just had a great time just seeing that panel and, and hearing them speak uh, kind of gave me a renewed vigor for art and creating um, so that was probably the highlight um, every year is my birthday there so I had a blast on my birthday got to check out Ultimate Marvel Alliance 3 and one of the guys gave me the, the inside scoop that I could just get the digital download three hours early so that made my whole day um, so stuff like that um, didn't wait in the Blizzard line this year because there's not much going on with Blizzard other than new Overwatch characters um, so yeah oh and True. And wild classic, wild classic, but I never played wild. Up your game, Blizzard. So yeah, that was my Comic Con in a nutshell. It was just you know having fun, getting to spend time with friends. Uh, you know these these guys are my brothers, and it's a time where we just get to spend four or five you know uninterrupted days together. So yeah, nice. Well, listen, it's for us. I'm gonna wrap it up. And I am very thankful to say this is my decade anniversary of going pew, to pew, San pew, Diego Comic-Con. Take that. Uh, if you've heard, I've talked mm -hmm. about it before. 
first I have to salute uh, to our good friend Danny, who over the years not only Shout helped Danny. Uh, give us a place to uh, like lodging, but has just mothered us. Love you, know, you Danny. The, we love you. The literally the first love you, Danny. Uh, Comic Con I ever went to in '09. Um, you know, I, I remember for a number of reasons I was expecting my first child, Logan. Um, oh, I didn't know her name was Logan at the point because we didn't know what we were having. But you know, I was expecting father. This was like my last time to like be not a dad really you know um because we had logan a few months later and i got there and danny had been to comic con so she kind of showed me the ropes that very first year uh because it's overwhelming i think everyone in this room or if you've ever been for the first time it's yeah. a lot like i've told people how double black the first time was like i just need to be in a dark room the <laughs> yeah, very, he was I like sensory I, he overload just, I, like, the I first and so yeah. you know danny really took me yeah. around and over the years, she's helped us. So salute to her. And, and uh, you know, one of the highlights for me on this 10th year is over the years, I've been able to bring more of my friends and family to the con. And I remember the first year Double Black came. And then I remember the first year that Ish, uh, the Laser Beam came and, you know, as well as Catalyst. And it's great this year. You know, uh, shout out to Black Buddha. Justin Buddha. came out. He was we there. He's you. part of part of the crew. And this year felt good because it was less of having to lead anyone around. We all had a couple cons under our belts. And so this year was just like, all right, you know, as we say, there's no bad decisions. So you do what you want to do and you're going to have a great time and we'll kind of link up. And for me, that felt like a good transition of, of instead of having to, you know, kind of hold people's hands and walk through. This was like we all hit the ground running. We knew what we wanted to do. Some of our things intersected. And I think that that gave us all a broader view of Comic-Con, because as Double Black said, you can't do it all. Um, you can't. You can't. And I, I often <coughs> associate, I, I think Catalyst has said <laughs> it as well, like San Diego Comic-Con is kind of like a music festival. You know, there's a bunch of things happening at all times. Like, you can't see every band. You have to pick <laughs> and choose. Um, and so, Interesting. yeah, you know, and there's a lot. Like, we were talking about it takes over every part of San Diego. There's also the nightlife. And I think this year we didn't really get into the nightlife mostly because uh, it was Catalyst's birthday and we got Marvel Ultimate Alliance. So we spent <laughs> a lot of time at night. We're like, all right, let's get some dinner. Let's go. Let's run these missions. Exactly. Uh, and, and he and I will talk to you guys about how great a game Marvel Ultimate Alliance is in another podcast. But moving onward. Yeah, um, stop hating because you can't though. Stop hating. You can't <laughs> throw. Stop hating. That's the only thing I've seen in reviews that people hate on. I can't throw enemies off the board. Get good. Get good. <laughs> well, you That's cannot, how I feel. You, can you can knock, knock them down, but that takes skill. Get yeah, good. Say, you Get can... good. That's for another podcast. <laughs> Let them know. Let them so, know. Uh, and, and I, so just to move on, like, you know, there's a lot of things to say. And as Catalyst said, uh, you know, one of the highlights was the black panel. Uh, and I think of... San Diego Comic-Con is a, as a chance to enjoy it as a fan, as a, as a lover of the arts, whatever you like, but also a chance to kind of network and meet people. And I've been going to the, the Black Panel for a number of years, and, uh, you know, it's really been inspiring each year. And, and last year, we kind of discussed, I think Double Black went with me, yeah, and it was, it was kind of disheartening. And it, it kind of, for me, fit the mood of Black America right now you know yeah. we're, like the the weight of trump really being president was weighing heavy on people yeah, it like it just it was it for me it was sobering 
you know, like Mike Davis, they're showing some videos of people being beaten and arrested and, and all this stuff. And this year at the Black Panel was a whole different thing. And actually, like as, as Kat said, was kind of inspiring. You know, this year they had um, DMC was one of the speakers from, uh, you know, seminal hip hop group Run DMC. He was talking about how revolution and changes come from the artistic community and how it's our responsibility to really create and do things. Like, you know, he's talking about, uh, you know, Curtis Blow's lyrics, like, don't push me because I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. Like, he's really breaking down some things. Um, so shout out to him. He was on the panel. Uh, they had, uh, who else was Don McGregor was oh, there, yeah. who's the guy who created Killmonger. It was fun, yeah, really man. funny. Like, and he he did a lot of uh, firsts for the scene. He had one of the first gay like uh, kissing scenes, pan, like panels in a book. Um, it, a lot of great stuff he did. They had um, Steve uh, Jeppy, the guy who runs Diamond. Like all these like big uh, notable people who've had some influence over the years. And the overall message I got really was: this is the time for creatives to step up keep creating content you are the you are the people who will change things and uh you know so after that i've always the last few years waited around and, and i met michael davis a couple times i uh joke because if you've ever been to the black panel i always say that they like you know give us the least resources so if you go to what most panels like you go to a jim lee panel you know jim could be drawing and then he'll have his assistant you know displaying it and then they'll put up pictures of comic covers and stuff and, and it's all seamless. You go to the black panel, and when we walked in, Cat, right? Did he had Bill Duke on the yeah, phone? On the phone, on, on FaceTime, <laughs> on FaceTime, trying to figure out how to do it. So he's holding it up to the mic, <laughs> and it was it, it was it was so indicative of how they how, how they, they, they leave us, us, how they treat us. Exactly. Uh, but I had the pleasure of introducing my uh, younger brother Catalyst to Michael Davis uh, personally, and he helped him take some pictures. And I was you know I joked like we need to get you know Cat over here to do some IT to just to network and do stuff and. I'm, I fix stuff. Yeah. And I'm thankful because Michael Davis actually reached out to me after uh, he gave me his number. And, and so salute to you, Michael Davis. You're an inspiration Shout to many generations. Uh, if you don't know who he is on the podcast, he is the co-creator of Static Shock, uh, Milestone. He worked for uh, Motown, had a, a division as well. He's, you know, learn, go Google him, learn about him. Um, he's, you know, he's a, he's a great guy. He's mentored many uh, other up and coming and pretty much famous uh african-american minorities and you know throughout the years so that was cool and uh that same day we went and did that the black heroes matter uh photo shoot which i have to say last year we did it it was in the front of the convention hall and this year know, they put right? us in the back I, so it was I, a little it was a, that detail did not slip my mind i was i was thinking about that on the plane ride home i was like mm, i'm not gonna what are you point doing, any fingers but it was it was difficult to fight for everyone to find each other yes so there were less people like the last year it was strong yeah it was and this year yeah, man. i mean it was still strong but a lot of people i'm sure gave up because me and catalyst were walking around being like where we had to ask like three we, people <clears throat> we was about to give up and then and we just stumbled across it. So then you found a promised land. Oh yeah, we found it. We found it. But yeah. we were we was like this close to being like, ah, let's go get something. To eat. Like <laughs> Yeah, I hear you, man. It's it. I mean, one of my big beats is like, why is the black panel at nine a.m.? Yeah. Why, why is that a thing? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's another. I didn't even get into that. This that year, is true. this year it wasn't that early. It was like it was like eleven thirty or something. No, no, no. It was one of the. It was one of the first. Yeah, but uh, it wasn't nine o'clock. It was yeah. later than that. 
I it remember was. last year when you went when we went. I mean, I'm we up early anyway because it's calm. Oh, it was just, ten. It was ten o'clock. Yeah. Ten a.m. to eleven thirty. Yeah, that's so. that's still pretty early. Yeah, for the folks. <laughs> yes, and so. uh you know, so that was great. Just the Black Heroes Matter. Shout out to that movement. Uh, you'll see some of us rocking those shirts. It is a great time to network and just meet other creatives. Like Andre the Black Nerd was there. I met a, you know a bunch of other folks in the industry. So that's like really one of my highlights every year is the Black Heroes Matter. Um, and then in terms of things I saw, I'm just going to give you one real panel I went to because I, I like some of the more obscure things there. And, I you know, I like some of the popular things but I, I really enjoyed the Valiant panel and unfortunately oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it was small it wasn't even an official panel as they do this thing like fans kind of right, put it right. together but they had some great uh, folks there and so like they're coming out with a new Dr. Mirage uh, book and I'm kind of intrigued to see it Magdalena Visaggio is the person who does it and if you don't know about her she's this parapsychologist who has a connection to ghosts her husband dies she has a connection with him so she can like kind of traverse both worlds um and uh her the character dr mirage her name is shan fong and uh it's just a great it, it plays with all these mythologies so i saw some of the art from that and it looks beautiful and the second thing that i want to talk about from the valiant is that tim Seeley is doing this new bloodshot and if you don't know they're in talks to do a movie with vin diesel on bloodshot so bloodshot is this kind of super soldier he has all these nanites so he can like use them for different effects like he can you know camouflage himself you know turn himself into something else he can repair his wounds all these things he can plug into computers and so oh, okay. uh tim seeley was talking about how he's gonna try and take it uh less about soldiery stuff and about the technology and how you can get lost in it much in the way we are currently lost in our social media world which i thought was an interesting take because especially because they, they're saying that this take on it is going to be what inspires the vin diesel character and you would think of they would go with that straight action rambo kind right, of style right. but making it a little more cerebral i think could be a good move uh just to break into the market because we have enough you know, Sean Hobbs out there. Right. Um, so that, so for me, that was great. And then the highlight, highlight of my Comic Con is uh, there's this organization called the Magic Wheelchair or uh, organization, and what they do is they custom make wheelchairs for kids with disabilities. Uh, they build epic costumes for no cost. It's all done. And um, the guy who I met there, I was walking past it, and uh, the guy Jeff. You know, we, we chatted about some things, and he went and showed me the. They did a reveal at San Diego this year, and it was a Batmobile that this kid had wanted. So they, and he's telling me about. It. He's like, let me just show you the video, and you see the kid. You know, he's in his wheelchair. He's dressed up as Batman, and they've got the his new wheelchair covered, and they reveal it. And if if I didn't start with tears coming to my eyes, and he was like, yeah, everyone, it's just this beautiful thing because. You know, he explained it that for kids in, in wheelchairs and with disabilities, everyone just looks at the chair. And for them, they just want that one moment where, you know, people are looking at them as kids and other children want to be them just for a little bit. And I thought that was a, an amazing uh, organization. They've been around, I, I believe, since 2015. So please check out magicwheelchair.org. Um, I know they're California based, but it's a great cause and some great folks. So for me, that was like a highlight. 
And, yeah, uh, I've seen them before there. They did a really dope Tie Fighter and X Wing one year. Yeah. Um, for this this kid, they, I mean, they, the Tie Fighter one especially, I was like, whoa. It was because so, I was just like, how did they do? I was like, oh, they used the wheelchair that, around the Tie Fighter. Yeah, yeah I was, it was dope. Um, they've done a cool Ad At one in the past that was really dope. They did that uh, Princess Vanellope from oh, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wreck-It Ralph. From Wreck-It they Ralph. did the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's yeah. a great thing. So If you ever uh, check out the Sneaky Zebra Comic-Con videos, they do the cosplay videos, they always, uh, for like the last two or three years, they always highlight the Magic Wheelchair uh, kids in the Sneaky Zebra videos. They're, so. they're dope. And yeah. so, uh, you know, uh, another shout-out, my man. I saw my man, Mega Ran. We tried to go to his concert. We missed it. Mega my Ran. Bad. But salute to him and my other how I forgot acrobatic cat over oh, here. Oh yeah, I fell off a scooter. <laughs> Let's cat go. Fell burp. off a scooter in an intersection in downtown San Diego. <laughs> it was like I ate that though. What I was good. To that boy. I was going like 15 miles an hour. I was good though. What happened? Mm, you still got the stars. I still got the stars. I don't think they're the gonna scars. have birds next year. Scars. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah no, they probably won't. They're, they're, I've read a whole bunch of articles about yeah. how they're taking them out of the city because people yeah. get hurt. Yeah. Birdman cat. Oh, also yeah. shout out to the the numerous laser beam cosplays. That yeah. we saw. Remember, we saw so many laser beams. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or I guess that Jeffrey Wright cosplay. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Deacon Supreme. Okay, exactly. They're like it's the Deacon Supreme. Deacon, Deacon Supreme. Supreme. Vegan master. Deacon Supreme. Vegan master. Deacon I, I, I think that's Supreme. it, man. I really enjoyed it. I, yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening. And uh, we can't wait for next year. Can't wait. You know, to, we gotta, I told we have myself. To bring Cordwinder. Yep. I told myself I'm going until I can't get in no more. Yeah. So Comic Con 2019. Anybody else got anything to say? Uh, one last thing I would like to say is hit us in the comments, and we'd like to start a new thing where we start reading fan mail. So if you actually leave a comment, we will, and it's not too offensive or too crazy. We Wait, have you turned <laughs> <dumb laser? laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, but we'll, you know, so we're, we're pretty it. out there. Yeah, I'll you can even it. send us an email to our email. Uh, it's podcastbegin at gmail.com. Send yeah. us all of your requests, your suggestions, anything. Send it out to us. We'll read it. We'll listen. Yeah, we're trying. We're just trying to get you more involved because we love you guys for listening and supporting. So you know. Comments, suggestions, or just you know questions, just yep. send them in. Yep. Podcast yep. begin. Like, subscribe, follow, share with your friends. Begin podcast out.